Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, we are breaking out of Milwaukee this time on Urban Spelunking to Wauwatosa. Exploring a uh, a tavern that is no longer there, but was there in Wauwatosa for roughly 60 years. Yeah, at least 60 years. This guy, John Hosh, ran this tavern on 70, between 74th and 75th on state. Okay. Um, and his family ran it until the, the 40s. And then somebody else ran it after that for a little while before it, it got torn down. And it's just, it's kind of a reminder, as, as you were saying, um, in just how much history is out there that... You know, families kind of forget about that people move on from. But this this tavern was there forever, Hosh's Tosa Tavern. Well, it's interesting how this even came about. This whole story came about. I had written about a guy named Hans Lix. Hans Lix. Really, his name, L-I-X. Okay. Um, And he got into the um, tavern business after being a dairy delivery man. Okay. um, By buying John Hosh's Tavern. Um, And then he ran it for a little while until a bank nearby wanted the land to build a new building and so offered to build Hans a new building down the street. Um, and that's the building I was writing about. That's the building that is now Colonel Hartz. Okay. And so um, in the story about Colonel Hartz, I mentioned that Hans Lix bought John Hosh's tavern and a guy I know named Hosh sent me a message on Facebook and said, thanks for writing about my grandpa's tavern. And I said, as I always do in these situations, got any photos? <laughs> right. And he said, yeah, as a matter of fact, my cousin has a ton of photos. And so his, he connected me with his cousin who had all of these amazing pictures, could name pretty much all of the people in these photographs, which makes it pretty amazing because you sometimes you see these old photos of guys standing around. We never know who they are. Right, yeah. It's kind of nice to have this. And so you got this like connected story of this family that's still here now, goes back to the 1880s. They have these photos. They know some of the history. I went around and dug up some more. And it just seemed like a really a good reminder that a lot of us have these stories and these photographs mm-hmm. and this information that just kind of sits in a shoebox, you know, or a photo album or something. And, you know, when this story ran, tons of people told me how much they loved it. You know, wow. And I don't think that, that this family would have thought that anybody else really <laughs> cared about their own grandfather's bar and if there's a guy that cares about a shoebox full of old, old photos i it think that's me. bobby tanzillo right <laughs> and adam levin right so you had a chance to uh to really you know dig into this family's history and the fact that there was so many you know primary evidence you know personal pictures from their from their photo albums it looks it kind of reminds me of like the opening of cheers you know just seeing yeah. these these old tavern photos and being able to pinpoint like who that guy is and you know what they were wearing and it gives you this really you know cool intimate glimpse into history you know more than 100 years ago yeah i really liked the the fact that they could name the people in the pictures because uh, you know a lot of times i'll do research on a building and and i come up with tons of names and i can tell you this guy ran it from here to there you know from this date to that date he had this kind of business you know blah 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 but you can almost never put photos to those names right you know, it's it's rare to be able to just have all this stuff just sitting there and be like, oh, that's the guy that opened the grocery shop in the building during Prohibition. You know, it's just really interesting stuff. So Hosh's Tavern operated in Wauwatosa from right at the end of uh, the 1800s all the way through the 50s, right? And then it went on under a different ownership? Yeah, and then Hans Lix bought it and had it for a few years until the building got torn down and he moved down the street. 
So it's no longer there. No longer uh, there. Now there's a building there that has apartments above and businesses below. Uh, there's a mod pizza there. Okay. So if you're from Wauwatosa or if you are just interested in Milwaukee history, it's really cool to you know to look at this building that you know time has forgotten, has, has moved on from. It's no no longer even there, but it was there. You know, and welcome people in for roughly sixty years. Yeah, it's just it's an amazing little sort of slice of local history that people really kind of latch onto because they can they recognize the place, they recognize the the setting, and it's kind of cool to them to hear about what was there before. Well, next on Urban Spelunking, we're going to talk more about this Hosh family. Talk about the business they ran, what they did during Prohibition, and much more. It's coming up in the second half of Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Back in Wauwatosa at the former Hoshes Tavern. As we said, this was here for more than 50 years. Big part of Tosa's history, but the building has has uh, been long gone. It's It's been replaced by a more modern, grand, mixed-use building. Um, but this was, you know, a... a uh, like the many taverns around Milwaukee, uh, a place that people went to, beautiful woodwork, and mm-hmm. uh, it just had that old-timey tavern feel. I think, you know, a good example of what it sort of would have been like is a couple of blocks west at Ristorante Bartolotto, which is in another former tavern. Oh, really? Okay. It's on a corner. You know, same so same kind of vibe. Different, sure. Different design, but same kind of vibe. Um, and Hosh was, you know, like many people around here, a German immigrant who was born in Germany in the 1850s, came here in 1880, and probably knew his beer because Germans knew their beer, right? Knew their lager beer. One would assume. <laughs> yes. Um, and I mean, it's the, these were the kinds of places that, you know, I bet he knew everybody in the neighborhood. I bet everybody in the neighborhood knew him, you know. And um, when Prohibition came in 1919, they didn't shut. I mean, they had to shut down the bar, but they didn't shut down altogether. They Another member of the family opened up a grocery store. That's so interesting to think about how these families you know, had to adapt and had to just kind of soldier on and, and yeah, do what, what they could with their space. What if somebody came in here tomorrow and said, you know, radio is illegal now. <laughs> right, yeah. You're going to have to go do something else. You could still have your website. You could right. still uh, right. maybe uh, start selling coffee or or, uh, right. or dairy in this case, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so they had to adapt, you know. Um, and so they ran a grocery store in there for a while. And then when Prohibition ended, boom, right back to the beer business. Just uh, a hard switch, right? But the but the relative who had been running the grocery store moved down the block to a building that's next to where Pizzeria Piccola is now. Um, okay. And his business more as a butcher shop, I think, at that point. Um, but that also continued on for quite a while. And part of what makes this story special is the fact that it isn't that special. You know what I mean? Right. That, that this was the reality for so many families that were first generation coming, you know, first generation Americans coming here, starting a business, contributing to the economy. And their whole life was in these four walls. Yeah, and this, to me, is the kind of history that really intrigues me now. I feel like, you know, growing up in school and even at college, you learned a lot about the big events in history with the generals and the presidents and the prime ministers and the dictators were up to, you know. But to me, it's really interesting what you were up to, what I was up to, what what everybody was up to. You know, that's that's the world people lived in. Well said. So as we mentioned, there's lots of really great photographs that uh, were, where were they? Were they just, like you said, were they in a literal shoebox somewhere? Uh, he didn't tell me. But they, they were just. They could have been in an album, perhaps. Okay. Been, yeah. Maybe a shoebox. Yeah. But, you know, just the idea that there are, you know, all over the city, you know, in people's 
basements and attics, there are these just incredible, you know, no way to reproduce them, bits of history, these photographs and, and you know, handwriting like journals and things like that that really tell a story of a family. Yeah, my an interesting similar story is my neighbors uh, were selling their house after being in there for 65 years. Um, and before they had that house, the mother, who is now 102, wow. grew up in her family's, uh, her immigrant family's uh, meat market on 11th and Walnut, all of which has been, I mean, it's underneath where the freeway is now, you know. Um, but they were going through their stuff and, you know, they came across these 20 pictures of the meat market on 11th and, and Walnut. And in, t- and in these pictures, you can see an entire neighborhood that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And they were just going to toss them. And wow. I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> and then <laughs> luckily she found out that uh, another family member with the same last name was opening a butcher shop in Virginia or something, and he wanted them to put up in his, his store so they're being preserved, not in Milwaukee, but at least they're being preserved. Um, but that's the thing. There, there are these things in, in people's houses, and to so many people, they don't, they don't seem special, I guess, you know, but, but to some of us, they seem really special. Right. I can just picture like a you know, part of you just like, like calling out and like, no, you can't no. get rid of it. <laughs> well, you can read a lot more about the Hosh Tosa Tavern, a great family history uncovered by Bobby Tanzillo. His complete column linked right up on this page, as well as those beautiful pictures that you found. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 889's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Urban Spelunking on 88.9 is produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and on Milwaukee. RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast for all of our content. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzilla. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.